Welcome to the Grief Bully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Thank you for joining our weekly discussion around grief, mental health, and overall personal wellness. The Grief Bully Podcast will serve as a vehicle to help you navigate life's journey. Be sure to subscribe, review, and share the podcast with anyone in your life that you think it will help. Let's bully grief together. What's up, what's up, what's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of the Grief Bully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Today is Monday, September the 20th. We are back in the studio rocking and rolling. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 110. I am feeling elated. I am feeling excited because I get the opportunity to speak with you yet again for another week. And so I want to get into this episode. I was meeting with a friend. Actually, I was on a Saturday afternoon, feeling like my schedule was pretty free. And to be quite honest with you, I felt that void. I felt that instant void that on a Saturday morning, typically many moons ago, I would find myself on my grandmother's couch right after eating some pancakes that she made for me, my favorite, feeling amazing, just feeling like that time could never escape me. And just like that, just because I was I had a Saturday afternoon that was free and I felt like I would usually be there. Now, mind you, if you're just tuning into the Grief Bully podcast and you don't know my story, my grandmother passed away March 15th, 2016. So we're talking 2021 on a random Saturday. I'm feeling this void. So I find myself in her area. I was going to go and get my oil change. So I went, I grabbed the bagel at a local spot. So now Not only mentally and emotionally do I find myself gravitating towards her, but I actually physically find myself in that area. So from there, I'm like, you know what? I'm actually close to the farmer's market. I'm going to shoot over to my hometown, Lawnside, New Jersey, and go check out the farmer's market down there. Just going on a whim. It was never my original plan as I set out on this destination this Saturday afternoon. Trust me, guys, I'm taking you somewhere with me here. And so I drive down to the, to the town. It's like 930, hoping to get some kale chips. But I did end up getting my yellow watermelon. If you've been following me and you saw the yellow watermelon, I was able to cop this from Freehaven Farms. Shout out to you. Big up Dr. Cynthia and Makai, the pharmacist down at Freehaven Farms. If you're not following them, definitely go check them out. But anyway, listen, I get I get there. I show up. I'm a little early. It starts at nine. So I try to get there in time to get the kale chips. They didn't have any at the time. So I got the watermelon. Right when I'm leaving, Makai pulls up again. He's co-owner of Freehaven Farms. We get to talking. He's like, yo, I'm really liking what you're doing. I'm saying the same thing to him. Likewise, I love what they're doing for our culture. So we get to having a conversation. And then out of nowhere, he's like, yo, you know who you need to talk to. It would be dope if you connected with my sis. And I'm like, okay, say more. Anytime someone feels like I should connect with someone and this is feeling to me like a divine moment because, again, this wasn't my intention to go there that day. And so he's like, yeah, my sis, Azua. And I'm like, oh, who's Azua? And I, I didn't I didn't know who she was. And pardon me, Azua, when you hear this, I didn't know exactly who you were. And so he's like, yeah, Azua Styles. So he whips out his phone. He shows me on Instagram. I start following her. He's like, her story, her story is incredible. They talked about the loss of their daughter. So Azua Styles, entrepreneur, pharmacy for life. They've got a lot of amazing things going on for our community as far as our well-being. She's also the wife of Styles P, who is a member of the Locks. And if you don't know, they're hip hop rappers. They just recently were on Versus and all that good stuff. So I'm like, OK, dope. I didn't hear. And so I'm not a hip hop head and nor do I claim to be. I'm 
I don't even barely listen to music when I drive in my car, to be quite honest with y'all. I'm more of a podcast head. So I'm like, okay, tell me a story. So he's telling me, he's like, they do speak openly about it. And he thinks that I would really love her story and that us connecting to have a conversation would be dope. So I'm like, say less. He tells me the name of the book. So I immediately, this is just how I am, ladies and gentlemen. When I want to know something or get something to happen, I'm instant on it. I'm on it. So I'm thinking again. I have time this Saturday afternoon. Why not go try to find a book somewhere, Barnes and Noble, Target, wherever it is, and then get it. I'm seeing myself buy a river or something reading it, but that didn't happen because the book is available on Amazon. But now I'm sorry to say this because I'm affiliated with another company that's in direct opposition of Amazon, but I do support Amazon for my convenience. So the book is on Amazon and it's called The, it's called the Ether- Ethereal Hike the ethereal hike and the reason why i'm repeating this is because before i was going to talk about this today i actually went on to google to find out how the heck to pronounce the word and i was using the sound button and i'm repeating it and it keeps telling me work on the say uh better like i'm like how many times can i say this word so either way i get her book it's called the ethereal hike by azure styles and i ordered it on saturday I received it on Sunday and I finished the book on Monday by Monday morning. It's 200 pages to just shy of just a little bit over 200 pages. And I just dive right in. And so this is a, this is what the book looks like. Just want to show you that here. And then it says how to discern the privilege of loss through the power of love. So I'm going to just run that back because if I'm in a store and I didn't know anything about this and I'm just looking at books and I see this line, it's going to catch my attention as a grief bully. How to discern the privilege of loss through the power of love. Yes, I said the word privilege. So I'm instantly just intrigued and I'm thinking, how could someone use the word privilege in the same sentence as loss? I don't know about any of you out there, but I haven't for one second in my grief journey considered the loss a privilege. I didn't. And so I'm instantly into the book and I'm, I'm going into it. And so I'm not going to share a lot about the book because I definitely want you to go out and support Azua and check it out. And of course, I would love to sit across from her and have this conversation and learn more about her story firsthand. And I'm, I'm looking forward to that day. I'm going to just speak positive things into existence because I think that our stories have great power and getting them outside of their bodies. And there's you can never tell your story too many times. And, it, and also in that you're, it's never too late. So although their daughter, they lost their daughter, she passed away a few years back. I believe that was 2015. It's, it's never it's never too late. When you're dealing with grief and loss, for me, I've never really compared it with time. I've never felt that time could erase anything, that time could really fast forward anything. Time, when it comes to my losses, is just what it is. It's just a part of my existence. So as long as I'm ticking and moving, so is my grief. So anyway, I picked out a few parts, though, that I did want to touch on that stuck out to me. Again, I'm not going to tell you the story, but it talked a lot about her life. And her family's life, hers, herself, Styles, their son Noah, and their daughter Ty. And so there was just a few sentences that I wanted to just chime in with. And this was one that I'm gonna just say it and then we'll and then we'll get into it. So I smile because you are innocent to my strife, and this is my journey. She writes, Ajua pens this. 
I smile because you are innocent to my strife and this is my journey. And so it, it caught me because I'm like, wow, someone in the midst of their grief, their journey, their struggle, their trauma is being considerate, if you will, and saying that, hey, this is this is my battle. This is a part of my story. And I, I'm not going to put that out here for everyone to have to cross paths with. And so in my mind, I kind of took it, took it, took it another way. So she's saying, because of your innocence, I smile because you are innocent in my strife. And so the other thing that I can say too, is that in some regard, who I share certain layers with of me is a privilege. It is, it is an honor for me to share certain spaces certain conversations in certain spaces because it's a sacred thing. And so again, this is why we got to have, I got to have the conversation with her because I would love to elaborate on that and get her perspective. But I thought it was so beautifully written, such short, simple words, but so important that this is my journey. And that's the other part of it is, is owning that. And it reminded me of when my father was first diagnosed. And he said, this is me and God's journey. This is, this is my journey. And it's something in that ownership that I feel like I could kind of get emotional here. It's something in that ownership when he made that statement that I wish that it could have been more freeing to me. But it wasn't. Although he was saying, this is my battle. This is what I'm going through. I couldn't hear that. I felt like, no, dad, this is our journey. This is our battle because I wanted to save my dad's life. I wanted to save his life. And I really wish that I could have made that separation to some extent because, because now I feel like I'm, I'm kind of walking that journey and owning our journey. He and I by myself without my partner, because I went to a lot of doctor's appointments and I made a lot of decisions for his well being. I made a lot of decisions for his end of life care and the whole journey. And so when, when, when she owns that part about it being her journey and that it's our innocence because of our innocence to, to her strife, as she said to my strife, I kind of, I kind of wish I would have gave myself that innocence and, and not put so much pressure on myself to feel like I have to have the solution to someone's story because ultimately by having that expectation and saying, hey, this is our journey, I kind of felt a little failure-ish. I felt like, what didn't I catch? What didn't I see? They did the biopsy and they said that it wasn't cancerous. So how did this man die from stage four lung cancer? How did that just go past me without the time period where he could have gotten treatment? How did this happen? And so again, when that sentence, it was like so much going on in the story, but that part really stuck out to me when I reread that part, because a lot of people may not look at it that way. And Hey, listen, her vantage point and her perspective on it might be a lot different than mine. And that's why I look forward to one day being able to talk about that. So thank you guys for letting me get vulnerable too. And just, get a little emotional with the people out there. This is what it's all about. I'm going to be as transparent as I absolutely can. And so just talking about a little moment that she had in the realization of how she felt 
after getting this news and, and learning that her daughter had passed away. Again, I don't want to go into the details. I'll save that for another time. Or if you read the book, which I hope that you do, you can find out for yourself firsthand. So I've never felt so vulnerable and juvenile in my adult life. I felt like a child. I felt like someone who had lost their blankie or favorite toy. And then she goes down a few points here and she says, Ty's passing was a black and white change for me that was too drastic. I immediately felt stifled and was suffocating from life itself. Can you imagine what that might feel like to feel like life? So when I'm alive, I'm breathing, but I feel like I'm suffocating. And I personally can't change what happened to cause this. And that it was just black and white and too drastic. And so I know that has to resonate with someone out there. I can't be the only person that although I read this story and perhaps you didn't, but isn't that all too familiar? Isn't it all too familiar when we feel like life just punches us right in the stomach? And if you've ever been punched in the stomach, hit in a sport, I can recall getting hit in my stomach and I, could, I couldn't even stand up. So imagine that being your reality every day. I've never lost a child and I can only say that I, I can imagine to a certain extent, right? Because I think when we say that, I do like to change that terminology up versus saying I can't imagine to I can, but also respecting that person enough to say to an extent because I haven't been in your shoes and I'm not there. So I don't want to make it seem like, oh, I can't imagine because they can rightfully say back. No, you don't. So that's just like if someone who did not lose their father can say to me, I can't imagine. Well, I respect you for saying that. At least you are able to expand your mind to maybe walk in some more empathy to say you can imagine. But I don't think you can totally because it didn't happen to you. So hopefully that makes sense. But she said that part and, and it really stuck out to me as well about suffocating and feeling like that. And I wanted to share it because, again, just like with my social media posts, I always want to make sure that the content and what I choose to bring to to my community, we can digest it. We can we can chew and bite a little piece off for ourselves. It's about being seen. And sometimes we don't have the words, but hearing someone else's words can bring us full circle. And although these aren't my words, I'm a vessel, right? It's my platform. The Grief Bully Podcast is here to make sure that we all can get closer to our healing journey, that we all can walk this just a little bit lighter. And so if that's through someone else's words, well, then amen. Let's keep it moving that way. And so there's one other part that I wanted to get to, and it's a little bit more lengthy in words, but it was important. So, again, this chapter 13 is entitled The Privilege of Losing My Child. So again, the privilege of losing my child has got to perk your ears up. I've gotten comments over the last 72 hours or so where someone definitely was saying that I can't accept that we will allow children to die from cancer. So I'm not going to accept that. So I would just maybe err on a side to say that I don't think that that person would say the privilege of losing my child. But I think that the reason why I rock with Ajua and why I love this is because she she has made her grief unique to herself and she has showed me 
another level and dimension that we can tap into mentally and spiritually when it's on this journey to see our grief and also to see the possibility and no limits to our evolution when it comes to finding healing. Again, the ethereal, ethereal, and I do have the definition of that word is extremely delicate and light in a way that seems too perfect for this world. Again, the definition of ethereal, which the name of the book is the ethereal hike, extremely delicate and light in a way that seems too perfect for this world. So it makes sense. And I know her and her daughter did some hikes. And again, you'll have to find that out. But that was a part of it that I definitely wanted to make sure that I touched on as far as the topic there. But here we go. Living after your child passes is like living with a bullet inside of you. You never forget and begin to just live with the pain. Yet this obstacle, like all, has led me to something greater. I strapped up by arming myself spiritually, emotionally, and mentally. Soul searched and paid attention to all of my messages from the universe. Hence, I was living in the present. I had no impractical expectations because I'm still working on it. All the while understanding that this life is temporary. Having had to delve into the core of my utter existence by being broken to become whole again is just simply transformational. Through that, I've been given a gift of enlightenment. Enlightenment. Everyone is allotted the opportunity to use trauma or another hardship to get to their place of peace, purpose, or their happy place. The option, the gift to self-reward is granted to everyone. I'm no one special, no hero. We are all God's children and we possess abilities that we have no knowledge of most times until we are faced with adversity. Whew. We are all God's children and we possess abilities that we have no knowledge of most times until we are faced with adversity. I had to run that back. It's what one does with that adversity that exposes who you really and truly are. If you are going through it for a reason, if you are going to stress through any kind, please stay in the light. Allow your flower, your temple and spirit to fully blossom. At first, it hurts beyond recognition, beyond being able to see forward in any direction. Then it changed me and will change you forever. My bittersweet privilege. Listen, there's so much there. To unpack. But if you didn't have hope before listening to this episode. This woman lost her daughter. This father lost his daughter. This brother lost his sister. These are people who are public figures. So this was in the public. It was a very public thing. And the way in which she passed. If you find out the story is. Again that to me. That part of it is unimaginable but the hope that she's able to offer and the and the inspiration that I was able to get from that I'm just I don't know if I'm doing a good job guys of delivering this message to you that I feel you needed to hear but I hope that you can feel the light and feel the energy and most importantly feel the possibility that at some point you might look forward, like she said, and you don't see a di- direction. But then at some point you get there and the choice 
It's our choice. But we're all God's people. And sometimes we don't know who we are and how strong we are until that's all that we have. When you're faced with adversity and difficulties and the trauma, it's up to you. And I'm not saying right away. And trust me, when you read the story, she had to go through some things as well. I had to go through a lot of dark times and moments of hopelessness. But but here I am smiling, smiling big as the grief bully. Here she is going out, sharing her message and letting other people that have been in similar circumstances to us know, don't give up yet. Don't give up yet. There's more to you. There's more to your story. And I said the other day, there's other people that haven't given up yet because you haven't. You don't know who's watching you, even if that's your children, even if that's the old you. Whoa, I think that was a bar. Even if that's the old you, old you might creep up and be looking. And you show old you like, oh, no, I'm not I'm not that person anymore. I've grown from my scars. I've grown from my scars. I'm not hostage to that pain. Don't try to pull me back. I feel personally that was trying to happen to me today where I was just all over it emotionally and not feeling that great. And I had to press rewind and restart my day. And then I pushed through because I made that choice. Because guess what? I know who God created me to be. And I know what's inside of me when I'm faced with adversity. I rise to the occasion. But I have a bigger why. So it wasn't even about me today. It's about you and you and you. And all the other people that will tune into this episode and all the people that will check out Azua's book. And we're going to continue this healing journey and I'm going to keep using my voice. And so I pray that you get something from this episode. Something's got to be in there for you. It has to be. At least that's my prayer. And so I'm always appreciative. You know that of you guys tuning into the episode. If you're watching it on YouTube, drop a comment. Let me know what resonated with you. Let me know if you're going to go check out the book. If you're listening to the audio, slide over to Instagram. Shoot me a DM. Let me know your thoughts, your feedback. I always appreciate it. Don't be a stranger. Say hi to me, guys. Episode 110 is officially in the books. If you're not already, definitely go follow me over on Instagram. You know where I hang out the most. Follow me there at I underscore AM underscore J Nicole, guys. So next time, you already know. Love and light. Peace.